The following thoughts on Hoppy Hour represent Ryan Hoppy and Fastit. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Tampa Bay, you are tuned in to Hoppy Hour. He never holds back, and he speaks his mind. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Hoppy Hour. Hoppy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. What's up? This is Hoppy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy. Call the show, 856 49 Hoppy. That's 856 494 6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio, and you can always leave me an email, Ryan Hoppy Radio at gmail.com. And if you are listening on the iHeartRadio app, you can leave me a message via the talkback feature. So I had an epiphany recently. I realized that my show. Oops, I realized that my show is the same thing over and over again and that I needed to spice things up a little bit. So I put out I put up a post about eight days ago saying that I wanted to manifest a female co-host that is smart and that is very talented. And right now, somebody that I have known for about six or seven years, Alessia is the new co-host of Happy Hour. What's happening, Alessia? Yeah, here I am. So I used to work promotions back in the day, setting up a tent, sweating, making 10 bucks an hour. Pretty, pretty awful. <laughs> it was fun though. And a lot of it gigs. It perks. Yes, it did have its perks. And me and you, you were at one format. I was at another format. I just don't want to say the names. And uh, yours was more like music for soccer moms. Ours was like edgy talk radio. We would set up <laughs> the tents at the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Games. And what I liked about you was that Talking to you made time go by because some people you would talk to and they were just like, there was nothing there. But when you messaged me saying you wanted to be a co-host, I immediately said Alessia is the person for the job. Woo! I'm so happy to hear you say that. And it's funny that you mentioned soccer moms because that's exactly what I am right now. Um, But that was the music. Yeah. And that's where we met. And it was fun times with some perks, right? Does it feel weird to be a soccer mom? Uh, like, are you actually a soccer mom? Like, do your kids I, play soccer? Yep. My little one is starting next week and I love it. I think it's a really uh, funny to watch the kids run around the field and not know what they're doing and it's enjoyable and I like it and I feel like there is a soccer mom like uniform too. Right? Yes. Yeah. But everyone knows it. Like you can just visualize it in your head. I don't even need to go through what it is. But um, what's weird is I feel like soccer moms now look a lot different than soccer moms 20 years ago because soccer moms 20 years ago were born in the 70s. Right. And now soccer moms were born like maybe 18, 20 years ago. So the like old soccer mom growing up in Chicago was like someone wearing like a hoodie that had their hair up. But I feel like there's some soccer moms now that would look like models. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I feel like... I, I feel like I have to intentionally dress for the soccer field, even if it's just leggings. The competition out there is like really tough around the moms. But, See, um, the soccer moms back in the day, they literally look like they just rolled out of bed, made breakfast, and here we are at the game. I am lucky I drove you. But if you look at the parks now, it's like, oh my God, is this a model shoot or is this you playing soccer? I think too, a lot of moms try to go for that look where they did just roll out of bed, but they showed up and looked like that. Like the messy bun is in, right? Yes. Man or woman. So when your kids grow up and you see these parents over and over again and they're from the same age group as you, do you ever try to be friends with them or do you have to accept that it's not the thing? I think uh, you should know me based on us working together that I just am a chatter. So I try to make friends with everybody. But um, established relationships with the parents, do I have a lot? Not really. I've kept like my few friends with children that I meet up with periodically, but... Yeah. I feel like you don't want to be friends with the parents because then what's going to happen is if the kids end up going out in like 10 years and then break up, then you're going to lose a friend. Or if a kid gets into a fight, then you're going to lose the parents as friends. I feel like it's too close to the situation. And to speak on that, I took my two-year-old to the playground today and it's uh, really hard to keep friends because your two-year-old wants to push and hit and call other kids out. And that's really um, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your kids probably are well behaved though. I, f- I feel oh like if you want to scold them, they will like 
go in the corner and they will freak out. I feel like when you are about to yell at them, they're like, oh no, mom's about to get mad. <laughs> my first, I have two. My first is like, she really listens. My second is like, he could care less about well, listening to me. But I feel like we should go back to like how we met because I had a question for you actually. What's up? Okay, we're segueing. Bye-bye, soccer mom. Yeah, yeah, go on. All right. First impressions in the workplace. I want to talk about first impressions. I think first impressions are awful because sometimes you meet somebody on a bad day and then you judge them off of that and then you find out the person's cool and you're like, I am so sorry that I was projecting my insecurity onto you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think you judge a book by its cover because that's just how we are. Um, and it really takes some time getting to know the person. But I thought it would be fun since it's our first episode together. Yeah. What's up? To talk about our first impressions of each other. You kind of spoke on mine. You're like, okay, you were chatty and nice and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I, well, I just didn't know you that well because what was weird about working for promotions of an edgy talk radio format is that it gets very sexual on air and it gets very dirty and that's fine for the men that want to listen to it and the women that want to listen to it. But for the women that don't want to listen to it, a lot of promo girls wouldn't talk to anybody where I was working at because it was like they didn't want to go on air and talk about their sex life. So I kind of felt this vibe from you where you're like, he's a nice guy, he's talented, he's cool. But I I don't know if I want to be associated with him because I don't want to be associated with that format because you're like a classy mom and you don't give off the vibe that you would go on air and share things. Although that did happen. I know it did. Because I told you the other day. You did tell me when we (laughs) went out for coffee before we began the show a few days ago, we came up with the uh, idea and we had a pre-coffee meeting and you were saying that you were on one of the shows, which is fine. That's in the past. But what I'm saying is I can definitely tell that a lot of people weren't going near people from the bone because they never knew if they could trust us or not. I, I have to admit that's true. So I, I could saw I you. could read it on everybody's face. <laughs> so I saw you, and I think me and the other promo people were like, "Okay, if anybody here is going somewhere, it's him. Like wow. he's gonna make it in this industry. He's passionate about it. He has it. Like everybody knew that." I love you. hearing that. So like boost off my of ego. That, like before I ever met you and saw you in person, I had heard about you. I had heard good things. I had yeah. heard awful about- things, terrible things. <laughs> well, maybe some things. No, you heard. Things. Awful things. Everybody yeah. that talks about me, it's like 50-50. There's not 51%, 49%. It is literally 50-50. <laughs> Either you love me or you hate me. And it has just been the way it's been since like kindergarten. Isn't that funny though, going back to first impressions, that your first impression about someone could very well just be what you have heard of them, right? About a rumor before you actually meet them. A lot of times that's the case. It's not just, hey, I met this person. That's a first impression too. The other side of that is a first impression based on someone you've heard about before. So yes, I had heard about you through some radio pranks you had done before, which did intimidate me. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, how... How crazy now, is this guy? But then I got to know you and I'm like, oh my God, he's a teddy bear. He means well. He's talented at what he does. And here we are. Well, the pranks you heard about, were they in Tampa or were they up in Cleveland? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You're talking about Cleveland. We're not. Which, I don't even know. And, 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 and that's utterly fine. But what I'm saying is a lot of times things... That's people have their... People, when they listen to talk radio... They hear things differently. One person hears the radio show as, oh, they gave you an opportunity. And one person hears one thing. And that's what anything, every single time a different person hears something, they're going to take it in differently. So when a lot of people hear me on the radio, one person's going to think this way, one person's going to think this way. And it takes one bad person to explain to a person what I'm like that people will immediately go. Like if you had worked, because I know who you're talking about, if you had worked with one of my friends, they would say oh yeah hoppy needs to grow a little bit but he's very talented but if you talk to somebody that knows me from a situation they're gonna go oh hoppy's awful 
But the same I, with people. Like if I were to have a first impression from your ex or one of your best ooh. friends, they're going to say something different. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And going back to the radio, I mean, uh, one of our former bosses did off the bat judge me and said, you think you can get far in this business because you're a pretty little girl or something. Yeah. And that's a judge. That's a, for, he didn't know me and my talent. He didn't know my work ethic. He didn't know my background and my passion. He based it off of what his personal opinion is on my looks i'm not sitting here thinking i'm some pretty girl that's going to make it in the bin in the industry yeah you know because of looks i get that that's a thing i get that that's a thing but he totally judged me but based on everything we just talked about regarding first impressions yes moral of the story get to know the person yeah have a conversation right? i think people are doing that as they get older i feel like this is like second chance season. I feel like a lot of people that judge people are all of a sudden giving people a second chance because we're out of COVID. Things are over with with that. Yeah, there might be 100,000 new cases, but COVID's over. So I feel like we're like rejoining life and everybody's kind of getting like a second break from their cave. I feel like too, going, uh, speaking on COVID, COVID, like did that just happen? Like, I feel like we have to take a minute to process, but no one's processing. We're just moving on with life. Sometimes I forget it even happened. And it was like two, three years of our lives. And now we're here. And it's like, it feels like forever ago. But it, it does. Wasn't. And it feels like the new 9-11. Like only 9-11 was one day and it had an impact for the rest of eternity. But COVID was like, for some places, a year of lockdown. For some places, like us, two weeks. But those two weeks were like defining. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And I think we should talk about our first impressions of COVID. When it first happened, where were you? What was going on in your I life? I was at my old radio job, and there was a show at night where they would interview or they would have a lawyer giving out legal advice. It's a very good show. And I was doing phones for the show, and Fox News would be on the TV. And I'll never forget this until the day I die. It said NBA season postponed, NHL season postponed, March Madness canceled. And I went, this is real. Yeah. And it's not even because I work in sports radio that I'm saying that. When you have sports that is billion dollar companies postponing things that's when i said things are real what about you yeah 100 percent. okay so mine i was pregnant i had a pandemic baby so i'm still pregnant i'm in like the home stretch my daughter um just got on spring break for school and we had a baby moon yeah planned for mexico okay we're supposed to leave the next day and all of the sudden out of nowhere people are starting to talk about COVID. And a lot of people said coronavirus. And we're like, what is like, first time hearing the word people, what is this? What's happening? Um, and yeah, so we freaked out and uh, we took the bait and canceled our um, baby moon, had a pandemic baby. And, um, you know, <laughs> life happened from there, I guess. Okay. So I was living in the ghetto at the time. I was living in a very small place. Like I, if you would have said, I want to co-host Hoppy Hour and it was 2020, I would have declined you and not even messaged because I would have been so embarrassed about what my apartment looked like. It was in the hood. I just, that's all I had. So I was there for, from 2015 to I'm about 2021. And I was there during COVID and it was just me and my cat and we watched every show. So for me, I was by myself. I had the peace and quiet. It was actually kind of a recharge. For you, you're pregnant, yeah. you're with other people in the house, you're with your kid. What's that situation like? I honestly feel like it was a recharge for me too because I'm the type of person that like, I'm getting over some people pleasing things. And so even as a pregnant woman, yeah. I'm like trying to accommodate my family to see the kids and run around and visit people. And COVID was actually the necessary mental break for me to sit in my apartment excuse free because it's, can I say effing? You can swear. I don't care. Okay. Well, it's COVID and I didn't have to like 
answer to anybody, which is my own personal hangup that I'm working through right now. But it was nice because I had my time at home with my baby. Yes, there was a pandemic and it was very strange that every person my child met had a mask on. I had to navigate being in the hospital, giving birth, and my partner couldn't be there with me at first until I was so many centimeters dilated. Sorry for getting very graphic. No, I don't episode. care. This, this is a <laughs> graphic but family show. I mean, can you imagine having serious contractions and you're alone in a room and no one can be with you because they can't come in the hospital. So That's what I was annoyed with at the time. Looking back on it, I do believe masks worked. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Yeah. But I do look back on it and like when they wouldn't let you be in the same room as the like dying parents and that, that was one thing looking back on it that we definitely took an L on. Oh my God. I That ended up happening to my grandfather and it was hard. It's hard like they're to about to, to die. Like Yeah. And it happened to so many families. And then last year, tail end of the pandemic, um, air quotes that no one can see, I'm in Spain teaching abroad with my family um, and... I couldn't see my students' faces all year. You know, masks in Spain were still required. Europe was very strict with having multiple vaccinations, having your vax card on your phone. Anywhere you traveled within Europe, you had to have that QR code. It was uh, stressful. I, we couldn't even go out to eat at restaurants without proving we had our vaccinations. Um, and that's a whole other story. But it was nice that towards the end of the year last year, April, May, um, this is 2022, that our masks, you know, were lifted and I actually got to see my students' faces. Like, what a difference, right? Because I'm teaching English over there and it helps when you're learning a language to see the person's mouth. The one thing I wondered about too, because I talked to my little cousins, they were born in 2004 and 2007 and uh, one is now at Northern Illinois and he said it affected his lessons, it affected his classes, that he didn't learn as much. Did you feel that when you were teaching the kids that they just were not getting as good of an education as if COVID wasn't going on? A hundred percent. So I'm in Spain, I'm teaching English, but I'm also trying to learn Spanish. And for me, I need to see someone's mouth speaking Spanish so I can understand them. And I felt like my students needed to see my mouth so that they could understand English. And like some people visually need to see that. So it was, it was harder for sure. And I know they had like the clear masks at one point, but they weren't allowed and all these things. But the, the point of talking about this is that I feel like everybody out there is kind of on the other end of what just happened. And we need to take some time to mentally process this and really think about what was that like for me? What the hell yeah. just happened in my life and where am I at now? You know, let us know what your experience the last three years has been. 856-49-HOPPY. That's 856-494-6773. Are you on Twitter? Are you on, what is your social media? Oh what do you want gosh. to promote? Okay, I need some help uh, promoting myself. Well, we knew that. We did know that you needed help. <laughs> <laughs> I need help with a lot of things. Me too. But, um, yeah, my social media is Alessia underscore Calandra. Uh, it's really long to spell, but maybe we'll tag it when we post this and link. I think also it's good to have it be sort of hard to spell because you, the people that would be creepy wouldn't know how to spell it. You want <laughs> the smart people following yeah, you so i think the, it's better to make it a little difficult yeah all the all the smart uh single dads come follow me um but yeah no um i should be better it's funny because i do marketing and photography here in tampa bay for yeah. a bunch of businesses and i'm promoting them and branding them and all the things and i haven't even taken the time to do that for myself so uh follow me and help me reach a thousand followers i'm like struggling on social media which is crazy because that's what I do for other businesses. It's but. hilarious. I'll lose five. I'll gain five. I'll lose five. I'll gain five. Once again, it's that 50% loves me. 50% hates me. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour. We'll be right back. This following segment was brought to you by something I came up with because I'm such a genius. Podcastmanifest.com. 50 bucks an hour. I have the podcast equipment. I have the microphones. I do need to get headphones, but I'm working on that. But if there is a podcast you want to do and you don't feel like learning how to do it and you have no interest and you want me to bring my portable podcast equipment, podcastmanifest.com. And this is also being brought to you by the best barber in all of the Bay Area, richkbarber.com. Go there and tell him I sent you 
we will be right back and we will hang out happy hour happy hour Please don't be offended. He's sorry in advance. Call Hoppy now. 856-49-HOPPY. Tweet at him at Ryan Hoppy Radio. Or chat him live via the Hoppy Radio app. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Uh, should you bang your co-workers or not? Ooh, nice. Friday Eve. Oh. <laughs> Who's looking forward to the weekend? Uh, me? Yeah. yeah? Yes. Amy laughed nervously at the top of the show. She and TJ, who are both married to other people, were not wearing their wedding rings. We're told both TJ and Amy had split from their spouses before news of their relationship became public. This is uh, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach from Good Morning America, which if you, do you watch it? Uh, I play some of the news clips on here and I'll tell you there was some sexual tension. Like you could just tell something was going on looking back on it because they would laugh at each other's jokes. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. Ha ha. I'll see you later on. <laughs> it was just nauseating. Funny. Yeah. Uh, workplace romance. What a topic and uh, road to go down. I mean, it always ends so well. Every time coworkers bang, there's never drama. There's never crap talking. You, you know, know what I, I noticed? Say? Oh, What's yeah, up? you go. You no, go. I was going to. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say whenever <laughs> it's like a really deep couple, like one that's going out for two to three years yeah. and there's a breakup. What I notice is. The office takes sides. Oh. Some take side with this coworker. Yeah. Some take side with this coworker. And then when you're at like the Christmas party or you're out drinking, then everybody gets drunk and then says <laughs> what they heard about each person. Oh my God. And then you sort of collect a thought. It's usually the Christmas party. Oh. The Christmas party, when you go to the bars afterwards and you're already lit and I... that's your second job and you find out about the scandalous things, oh I feel like there's a collection of people where you've, okay, so let's say the you person is- You gave me PTSD about a, Chris, a former Christmas party. Yeah, so like, let's say it's Bob and it's Sarah. And Bob and Sarah were banging for three years. They were never official, but everybody knew. Then Bob and Sarah break up. Bob have this team, Sarah has this team. And then at the company Christmas party, all the info comes together. And then you go, they messed up in this way. They messed up in this way. Yeah, and also just putting this out there for all the listeners, if you're thinking your man or your woman is cheating on you right now, I'm just going to say 97% of people cheat with somebody they are working with. People, guys, it's, it's your second life. And you end up confiding in your coworkers, having that emotional bond. Maybe you're attracted to a couple of them and then you end up venting, hanging out after work. So if you think or are suspicious that your uh, man, woman, partner, wife, boyfriend, whatever is cheating, it might be a coworker. And the thing too is if you have a significant other that is working in radio promotions <laughs> and they're working with another attractive person and that person is attractive and can command a room and they drive 70 minutes to go to Bartow to pass out gift cards that nobody shows up to the event and then you take 30 pictures to make it look like a popular event and then they drive back and they're supposed to be home by 8 but they're not done till 11.30. You might have to wonder that maybe they were banging each other. Oh, uh, I mean... So, ha, okay, let's start here. Okay, yeah, yeah, break just, it down. Just a yes or no. Just okay. a yes or no okay. from both of us. Have you screwed someone from work? I've never even DM'd a person from work because oh I'm God. a very unique person and I don't need the info out there anyway. There's plenty of info out there. So I'm, I have no interest in diving into that. What about you? Have you banged a coworker? Professional hoppy for the record. And also, I don't <laughs> like the word screwed, so I'm going to change that. Have Sorry. I? Oof. I thought we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> so the answer so, is yes. So the answer is maybe. Um, yeah. So I think it gets messy. And I think, yeah. honestly, um, it's good that you don't because you should be professional like Ryan Hoppy, everybody, because you don't want to 
you got to focus when you're at work, guys. And if your mind is seeing that coworker go fill up his water bottle and, you know, go to the print room and I don't know. I just, wherever you work, I think. And you can feel it when you're in the break room. When you are in the break, (laughs) I will never forget. There is a couple that is together today and they met in promotions and they've been dating for like three years and I'll never forget. It was like 11 in the morning. I'm at my old radio job. And she comes in just reeking a perfume and his hair was just messy. And I saw them meet together at the coffee machine. And you're like, they had some fun last night. If you think you're not being obvious and nobody can tell, trust me, you are being very obvious and everyone can tell. So let's go back to the news story. What do we think about this? uh, What do we think about this Good Morning America co-angers? Well, it's got to be so easy that you can just not be around your significant other. Oh, I'm working on this report. I have to sit at the office and type up a report. It's like a job where it's so easy to cheat. Like, look at Matt Lauer. All the free time you have, and you get this power trip because you're on TV. TV anchors are weird because TV anchors can't be themselves. Radio people are scumbags, and everybody knows that. (laughs) So radio people can go out and do what they want to do, and no one's going to judge them. But TV people, they have this clean-cut persona. And they're usually the ones that are that are crazy. I think too, it's easy when you're at work to make work your excuse for your bad behavior. I think it's easy to be like, no, I had to stay late. No, I had this to do. When really, I mean, you're you're doing some other things. You're being a little scandalous. Regarding them, it, go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. Regarding them, yeah. Bad. Regarding them, uh, you know, they're in close proximity. They have to have this um, natural relationship on air, talking back and forth with each other. And I think there's some flirtation, some attraction, and like I said, people, the people you end up venting to are your coworkers. This might not be you. This might you might be a private person and yeah. have learned the hard way not to share your ish yes. with your uh, coworkers because it can get you in trouble. And the problem is a lot of times, like with this uh, relationship, which we'll get to in a second with the news clip, but. I'm sure their marriages have issues, obviously, if they're cheating. So they're probably coming to work at four in the morning and they don't want to get up. And they're like, oh my God, my wife is being such an idiot. And she goes, oh my God, so is my husband. And then they vent about it. So it's like, it really is who you talk to. It's emotional. It's your first, maybe you find that person attractive and then- your personal life is going to hell or something's happening. You end up bonding with that person over it. And then that's how those relationships form. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't stay with their current spouses because I don't know the details to their personal lives, but this is how it happens. We're just breaking down, you know, a common scenario in the lives of most Americans. Well, let's see how Good Morning America is handling it, which I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be not doing anything about it became public. It's tough to have two playbooks. You have to have one playbook. The fallout? Amy's ex, Melrose Place star Andrew Hsu, has scrubbed his wife from his Instagram. I had to do that recently. Removing all photos of her. Both Amy and TJ deactivated their accounts. And then there's this. ET has confirmed that Amy and Andrew are close to a deal to unload the New York City apartment they once shared. The three-bedroom, two-bath home is under contract to sell for $5.2 million. I mean, this is a visual because people are listening to this, but their apartment's really nice and mine's decent, but my goodness, I never feel more broke than when I look at a rich person in their apartment and I'm like 5.2 million for the apartment. I think we're in the wrong industry. And I just heard that in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's selling his home too. And it was like no, 12 million. Where'd you hear that? Um... No, I, that I, I means should, he's I leaving the a, Buccaneers. You know what? I that means he's more, leaving the Buccaneers. You know what? Maybe not. See, now I'm just spewing lies. No, I, but he prob- you probably heard it as a rumor from somebody that has inside connections. And if that's true, that means he's leaving. Well, I can't say. I well, need to brush up. But I will say that, yes, looking at this makes me feel broken. I think we should get into TV hosting. What do you think? I was talking to you about this before. Uh, I was on 93.3 FLZ this morning with the Joe Show, and it was very fun. And uh, Aaron Jacobson told me afterwards that I'm very good off the cuff. I could never, ever read something off of a teleprompter. It's so boring and it's so archaic that I would rather do this. I feel like you would be a good news anchor, but I feel like 
you would bring this, cer- this certain sassiness to the topic. I don't know what it would be, but it would almost seem like a bias, but it's you just being Alessia, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, damn. You think? You think I'd make it seem like one way? <laughs> like, yeah, and you're not even doing anything specifically to show a bias, but just your like, sassiness and the way you, you talk, people would be like, oh, she feels this way, and you wouldn't even be saying anything to make people think that. Damn, I think that's my fear of getting into TV. Like, truly, I think I would accidentally say something I regret. And with radio, it's a little bit more accepted, a little bit more of the culture to kind of speak your mind. A little more accepted. (laughs) Radio's full of imbeciles. I have never met worse people. Not in this town, I swear. (laughs) I have never met worse people than in radio. Some of the worst human beings... They are a bunch, and this is me probably projecting, they're a bunch of nerds who literally were never cool growing up, so they have the microphone in front of them and people listening, and they can literally wear whatever they want and smell and not have to take care of themselves. On TV, you probably got to be doing- Are you saying that I smell? Yeah, of course. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, On TV, they probably have to do a face mask every day. They have to take care of themselves. Like TV people are different than radio people. I've met TV people Mm. and they're just different. There's just nothing similar. Nothing. No, I agree. I agree. And I think that was my fear. Getting into television is um, accidentally saying something. Do you think my personality is strong? Because you said I would lean You're very confident. Am I? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll take it. I don't, um, I don't think I'm that confident. What do you want me to say? Oh, you are just so unconfident and awful. I'm complimenting you. I'm a sassy bee. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. This following segment was brought to you by the best printing company in all the Bay Area, westchaseprinting.com, which, by the way, Alessia, I'm gonna, I have some things that I want to decorate my apartment with, and I need help. I have this banner from West Chase Printing that has my logo on it. The problem is being a dude, just being an average 29-year-old dude, I would just put pins in the wall and hang it up. So I want to set it up and show them my West Chase Printing work that I bought from West Chase Printing, but the problem is I need you to help me decorate this place. Make it look, help me make it look good. We need one thing. What? We need a frame. Oh, we do. I mean, that's simple. That's simple. We're not in college anymore. You are a professional. Yeah. And that means you need a frame. So frame your shit and put it up. First, go to westchaseprinting.com. Get all the things you want to get printed, yard signs, business cards, and then hit up Alessia and she will give you advice on how to market yourself. This is also, let me see who's on my website here, 856-49-HOPPY. I feel like I should remember my sponsors. I'm sorry, guys. Let me see here. This is also being brought to you by Amir Academy of Martial Arts. You got to check out Amir. He is the best MMA trainer in all the Bay Area. Literally, he has kids classes. He's got female self-defense classes. Love it. He's got MMA classes if you want to be an MMA fighter. Maybe that's your second life. I took those classes. I I, I love me a striking class. I'm telling you, I'm not one to stand on the treadmill or do the Stairmaster, but I love a class. I love to learn how to strike and punch and kick and self-defense. And I think that's the best type of workout, full body workout. I feel like when you kick the bag, you can hear it from the other side of the gym inside of closed doors. Like you can be in another room and you're kicking that bag. I feel like when you kick it or punch it, you have so much aggression from your life that you're just taking it out on the bag. Am I right? Oh, for sure. And like, do you visualize someone while you're punching or no? Do I visualize all my haters while I'm punching the bag at Amir Academy of Martial Arts? That's what I'm based off of. I literally will go, I hate this person. I mean, this is probably not the vibes Amir wants me to say, but I will literally look at the bag and I will think of this person that I hate in the Midwest and I will punch the bag and I will have the best workout. The next day I'm sore, but it's worth it. Oh my God. Total body. Like I said, I love me some MMA classes. So AmirAcademy.com. 727-821-4097. It's 727-821-4097. And he is open every day, but Saturday and Sunday from 4 to 8 p.m. If you go to Amir Academy of Martial Arts and you tell him I sent you, he's going to hook you up and tell you a lot about me. Happy hour. Happy hour. He's the voice of a generation that got screwed by the baby boomers. Welcome back to Hoppy Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. 
So, I probably should have told you to open it up prior. My bad. But I have this headline that I sent Alessia, and I'm going to explain it. I got really sick this week. Well, also, this is Happy Hour. I am your host, Ryan Hoppy. 856-49-HOPPY. That's 856-494-6773. You can tweet at me at Ryan Hoppy Radio. You get the point. And use the talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. This week, I was like, you know what? I got this frozen chicken in the uh, freezer that I got at Aldi's. I am going to cook this and be healthy today and not go out to eat. I'm feeling real good about myself. I set that oven to 400. I'm like, yes, I'm being a 29-year-old recently single male. I am cooking chicken in the oven. I'm very confident. Yeah, it feels accomplishing when you cook, right? Yeah. Out of a frozen bag. I mean, it's not it's not cooking at all. <laughs> it's just literally just putting it on a pan. But I put the food in there after setting it at 400 for 20 minutes. I put it in there for 29 minutes. Oh, it's the best chicken ever. Alessia, it was delicious. I felt so healthy. About 20 minutes later, until um, it was around for about two days, 20 minutes later, so let's say it was 1 p.m. on November 29th, until December 1st, I felt sick. And this wasn't like, oh, I can deal with it sick. This was like, it was affecting my seat, my sleep sick. And this is a show with a very classy woman, so I won't get into any details. Were you but vomiting? I, no, it was not that. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. And it was awful. It was terrible. It was the worst. <laughs> And then I did my research, Alessia. I went online. I said, hey, there's there's no way that all these would sell Kirkwood products that make you sick. Yeah. But then they did. They did. It said Serenade Foods is recalling nearly 60,000 pounds of frozen and raw chicken products for possible salmonella And what year is this article from? This is from now. No, it's from 2021. So this has been going on for a year. And you can say, well, Ryan, it wasn't because it was like, you know, the chicken with the crust that's got like the breadcrumbs on it. Yep. It was that one. And that product wasn't officially recalled. So some people might say it's not the one that was officially recalled. But if it's the same company yeah. and the same factory, it kind of makes you go, hmm, it kind of makes you go, what's going on there? What's happening? You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I think quality control. And then do we trust the FDA? I don't know. That's a whole other topic of discussion. But the fact that this chicken was out there, you guys have to remember, frozen chicken can stay in your freezer for up to what? Six months at some time, at some point. So it could be recalled months later. You don't even know. You're making your breaded chicken, thinking yeah. you're being a man. And all of a sudden you have food poisoning. It was, it was the worst it was, uh, it was so awful that I was dreaming about it. In my dreams, whatever I was doing, I felt sick. And then I woke up. I have to get up. At, and I'm saying this as if I hate doing it. I get up every day between 3.50 to 4.05, 4.06 a.m. for my radio job. And it's just like you're already up at an early time and then you don't feel well. Oh, it's just awful, Alessia. Can you imagine that? You get up at 3.45, 3.50, and the whole night you didn't sleep well because, as you would say, as a kid would say, their tummy hurts. And you wake up, and you're like, oh, my tummy hurts, and then you got to go to work. It was not fun, Alessia. I have one better than this. What, what do you have? Okay, recalls on things. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, recalls. Yeah. So this is recalls on chicken. How about, Ryan, how do you feel about recalls on breast implants? Because that actually happened. Hey, if your back is hurting, I, whatever. <laughs> I, natural is better anyway, but I'm going to keep that clean. But what I'm saying is- But could you I imagine those types of chicken cutlets getting a recall? Because that's actually what happened to me. My body yeah. was getting sick. And all of a sudden, they put it out there. All these women- The universe did? <laughs> but, uh, years later in a news article i found out that my breast implants were recalled and i had to get them out of my body and it was not fun so imagine food poisoning every day for the five years that i had how mad were you at that doctor who, or whoever did it i don't even know if he'd be a doctor but that person that did that were, were you sort of mad at them were we taking was i taking the chance is it my own fault 
I chose to put them in and my body was naturally, right? Was this a reputable place or was this like on like Nebraska Avenue? No, this is the leading company for implants worldwide. And uh, I won't say their name, but they had multiple- Kirkwood chicken? (laughs) Exactly. They put raw chicken cutlets inside (laughs) my breasts. I can't even imagine. I mean- Men don't think about that. They don't think about the process of implants. They just think about it, but they don't realize that, like, what's her name? Got her uh, natural breasts uh, smaller, I believe. The girl from Modern Family that's, like, 21, 22, 23. Oh, okay. She yeah. got, like, a breast reduction? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good info to know. And, I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it really makes you realize that they're probably in a lot of pain. For that to happen, for you to go through that, like, Men will go, why are they doing that? Because their back hurts. Yeah, 100%. Physically, and then you have to remember, it's a foreign object in your body, and your body doesn't know what's happening, so it naturally tries to attack it. So your body is putting energy into attacking something attacking something that is is in there. So instead of working... uh No, no, go on. Instead of working, you know, to put that energy towards other things, like just having energy throughout your day, your body is fighting off a sickness every time. So I had breast implant illness. I don't know how we segued, but you said chicken. I thought chicken cutlets and, and things being recalled. And, and there now, we are. And now we're going to talk about this boob. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have officially settled their divorce. I thought it was going to begin by saying Kanye West. So please don't be offended. Yep. This settlement comes nearly two years after the reality star filed for divorce from the rapper. Two years to try to end a divorce. He kept hoping she would come back while she was just sleeping over at Pete Davidson's apartment every day. Oh my gosh, Pete Davidson. What a rebound though. Um, there's something about him, but let's get back to Kim and Kanye. So Ending their six-year marriage. What are all of the possibilities that can happen? What's my life gonna look like? I really wanna be active for my kids. ET's learned Kim and Kanye will share joint custody of their four kids with, quote, equal access. What do you think, because you're a single mom. Yes. What is that moment like where you drop off the kids, you have to say goodbye, you're going to miss them. What do you think their moment's like? And also, what is your moment like when you have to drop off the kids? I am using my fantasy brain right now, and I'm envisioning that they have nannies and drivers drop off so they don't have to see, <laughs> Limos. The, other, so they don't have to see the other person's face. Like, yeah. wouldn't that make life easier? I also heard she's getting 200 grand a month in child support, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Let's see what they have to say. But Kim will still have the children the majority of the time. That's good. I don't even think he's aware he's a father. I share nine-year-old North, six-year-old Saint, four-year-old Chicago, and three-year-old Psalm. I do have, you know, a family that I have to just be positive and get it together for. The settlement confirmed Kanye will fork over $200,000 per month in child support. Some people don't make that in a lifetime, and he's got to fork it over? What if it's like the song Gold Digger and none of the kids are his? (laughs) also responsible for an equal share of the kids school and security expenses and you know kim is going to go to the top security and the top school and she might not even be doing it for the kids safety or for the kids education see she's doing that so she can just dig at kanye and take the most money out of him like if i were that mad at him and he was creeping me at him what is she mad at him I feel like Kim's over it. She's glad to be done with him. She has her own life. She has her own things going. You don't think, now you have kids and you've been through a breakup. You don't think she wants to poke the bear a little bit where if there is one security that costs, let's say 70,000 and one that costs 90,000, she'll go to the 90,000 just to take 20,000 more from him. You don't think she has that spite? If I were Kim Kardashian, I wouldn't even take child support from him. I mean, she's set. She yeah. said she's uh, she's self-made. I've self-made. But, you know, it's hard to comment. They live a lifestyle that I clearly don't. They're yeah. very wealthy people. I think, honestly, Kanye's mental health, uh, it's, it's rough to see. Kanye West is one of those dudes that should not be famous. Really? He has no... He's talented. He's creative. But the only reason he's talented and creative is because he's not taking his meds. So his brain is thinking of 100,000 ideas a second. Was he always like this, though? I mean... 
There's a guy named uh, Jensen Carp who used to be on the Kevin and Bean radio show. Remember when that trending thing happened about two years ago where there was uh, a shrimp tail in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch and he was complaining about it on social media? Oh my gosh, what the heck? How did it get there? Did he put it there? Yeah, do you remember that? No. Anyway, he's this failed rapper named Hot Carl who went by the name... Jensen Carp. Anyway, he's married to Topanga from Boy Meets World. It's crazy. He's a fascinating dude. Wow. And he was a failed rapper who never made it, has about 70 listens a month on his uh, hip-hop music on Spotify. But that's besides the point. He worked with Kanye West before he was famous in like 02, and he... It's all he talks about. He wrote a book called Kanye West Owes Me 20 Bucks. He, it's his whole persona. And he said that the first time Kanye West walked into the room, that he got up on the table and said, I'm going to be the biggest rapper of all time, over and over. Wow. And he left the room and everybody was laughing at him. Like, there's no way this guy's going to be like the biggest rapper ever. Did he put it out in the universe, though? Did he he just, really did. He just, uh, the thing is, like, there's something, okay, I, I'm going to bite my tongue here, right? No, say whatever you got to <laughs> say. This is a family show. Oh, yeah, this is in TV. Um, Kanye West, I mean, there's something about having that confidence and speaking it out and having people laugh at you and then being, you know, but there is so much controversy. It's hard to give him props right now. He just needs a Klonopin to shut up. He, he just needs a Klonopin or Xanax to relax. He's got no... He's got no lows. He's just always going. He's always going, punching people like he's manic. He needs to be medicated and he'd be fine because he seems like an okay person, but it's because I'm bipolar and I take meds, so it's all good. But like, if I were to never take my meds, who's to say it wouldn't be him? Because your your mind goes insane. Right. You literally, he should be in a loony bin rebuild, rehabilitating himself. You know what I mean? He shouldn't be famous going out, getting interviewed by the paparazzi. He has no business personality-wise being famous. He needs to be locked up. I think when you have that kind of money, he's probably doing that at home, home care, whereas us, the average Joe, is going to be sent somewhere to deal with our mental problems, and it might not work you out. You even think he's doing home care? I don't think he does any care. I think he wakes up and just goes, I'm going to date this model today that looks like Kim, and I'm going to release this weird video on social media. I don't see him even being aware that he's mentally ill. He doesn't give me vibes that he goes, oh, I should probably work on my brain. Even more so, though, think about the people that follow him and agree with him that should tell you how you know the Kanye West fans are the worst I mean how could the fact that people follow him and agree with some of the things that come out of his mouth should say enough about the world I mean if he's mentally ill and we're sitting and here and talking about mental health think about all the people that agree with him are they not mentally ill as well or are we just living in a delusion I mean well, we are here's the thing it's I love Kanye West from about 04 to 2011. He only had one good song on oh, the Donda the album. Was it, was it? Through the Wire was yeah. good. Okay, I love that song. And I saw him in concert randomly. He was like headlining for Usher or something. And he seemed normal. But then again, who knows? I don't know him personally, obviously. Headlining for Usher? What year was that? Oh my God, I'm so bad with years. How old was I? High school? So this was almost 20 years ago. That is crazy that he was Lion headlining. Lion Hoppy just aged me. It was <laughs> not 20 years ago for the record. But anywho, yeah, back to Kanye. So... But here's, here's my thing. Wow, you're, you're getting a little defensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> here's the thing with Kanye, though. 2011, 2012, he was really good. Then he had one good song on the Donda album. It's called Off the Grid. It was my most listened to song on Spotify because I'm psychotic. I listened to it 250 times this year. It's a great song. But that's it. I don't like when he's on TV. I don't like when he's walking around. But he's got these Yeezus followers that act like he's like the Messiah. But it's I, like, I, oh I genuinely think in their minds, you know, and that's how you just to say not just Kanye, but just people out there on your platforms, be careful who you listen to, right? Because they are festering followers. They are festering beliefs in people and what they say matters. And what he's been saying recently in the news about, a lot of things I don't want to mention right now because I think it's really touchy. It's just hard. It's hard to know that there's an audience for that who, who backs him. You know when he lost me? He lost me two years ago 
when he was running for president, and it wasn't because he was running for president. I didn't vote. I hate all politicians. So it's not about that. It was when he was talking about abortion, and he said that they almost aborted, I think it was Northwest, and he pretty much admitted that him and Kim Kardashian were debating about getting an abortion. Wasn't that and his he mental said, breakdown? And, he, and like, he said it on accident, yeah. and it was like, bro, you are such a piece of garbage. Like, you're going to, like, your daughter is going to see that in 10 years. His kids already look like they're not comfortable around him. If you see pictures of them, it's like, at like a Lakers game or whatever, they're like, can we go back to mom? Yeah, and I, I mean, I definitely think Kim in this clause, like I think the PR teams did well because they released what they had to because people were curious and they were like, what's up with this divorce? But like, I'm sure in fine print, it's like, hey, when the kids are with Kanye in fine print on our contract, there has to be supervision just because of his mental health. I know that was a discussion on the show before with them, the keeping up with the Kardashian. So I'm sure that's in there somewhere. I wonder what it's like to have him there when the show's being filmed because when you look at the footage he doesn't look like he's all there like you know when you see a crazy person and you know they're not all there yeah he has those eyes yeah it is in the eyes it's in the eyes and you can tell and i think it develops over time and honestly i feel sad i know people have mentioned this before but his mother passing i think sent him off the maybe it was already there and it was underlying but i think that moment in his life set him off and I don't know what triggers happen environmentally but something happens in your life and if you don't get it under control you could be visibly a Kanye West and his mom died in like 07 because she wrote a book in like that I had that was actually really good and it was about how much she loved him Aww. and I think him losing her I feel like she would call him out for being a maniac because yeah. The first moment that you realized that he was a little crazy, because when you listen to Jesus Walks or any of those songs, you're not going to think he's mentally ill. But it was right after Hurricane Katrina, and he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. And you can think that uh, you can think that thought or not. That's not the point. But it was the fact that he was on TV with Michael Myers. And he, do you remember that? I was just thinking about George Bush, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I don't even want to think about dirtbags. But do you remember that moment? When he was on TV with Michael Myers? No. Oh my God, I have to play this for you. Okay, while so, he pulls this up, I need to talk about George Bush being a portrait painter, which I think is really cool. Finally, he found something he's good at. I really think it was his calling, even more so than becoming president. That yeah. was not his calling. His calling was truly being a portrait painter painter for those who don't know please google it he actually has fantastic portraits and he shares stories of veterans and other people that um he just talks about their stories and i think that's really touching that the other average person is being talked about but um all politics aside i think that's his uh okay we found it we found it so to remind everybody this was right after Hurricane Katrina, and they had all these celebrities. Like, they did it after the uh, the uh, earthquake in Haiti. I have Haiti. not seen this, and I'm so curious to see okay. what's about to happen. So, they were doing a live telethon when people used to watch normal TV, like all the local channels. And this was on NBC, and it's comedian Mike Myers and Kanye West trying to get people to call into this number to help out the people of New Orleans. I think I remember this. Let's go. And this is about to happen. The city has changed dramatically, tragically, and perhaps irreversibly. There's now over 25 feet of water where there was once city streets and thriving neighborhoods. Oh. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. See a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch. I've even been shopping before even giving a donation. So now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what's, what is the biggest amount I can give. And, and just to imagine if I was, if I was down there and those are, those are my people down there. So anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with, with the setup, the way America is set up to help the, um, uh, the poor, the, the black people, the, uh, the less well off as slow as possible. I mean, this is Red Cross is doing everything they can. We, we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now fighting another way. And they, they, they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. 
And subtle, but in even many ways more profoundly devastating, is the lasting damage to the survivors' will to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Do you remember that? Yes, and I'm mortified watching that. Oh my gosh. Because um, you're watching a mentally ill person who should not be on TV. He is, just because he's a talented and all-time great rapper, his personality and his brain is no different than somebody who's in a loony bin. Like It's like if a loony bin person was on TV doing a telethon. He has, at that moment and probably since then, he should not be in the public. I, I just wonder too, like, okay, segue, sort yes. of. Selena Gomez just released her own, I think it's Apple TV special on her. It, it, it's focused on her mental health. I need to get the name of it. Just watched it. But it's about Selena Gomez. And she talks very candidly and is followed by cameras um, about her mental health and struggling and being in the spotlight. And to be honest, I was like, damn, that must be hard for yeah. her. And I think with Kanye West, we are seeing it firsthand. Should he be visible. I mean, he has an impact on people and what he says reaches a wider audience. But the truth is so many people are struggling with mental health issues on different levels. Even us here in the studio um, have had our, our, our problems too. And, you know, this is just more visible for people. And he has an audience that he impacts. So I think that's the scary part. What he says has a, has a major ripple effect. Well, I work in radio, and you've worked in radio. We're definitely crazy. Happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour will be right back. It's so weird when people say they're about to wrap this puppy up. It's a very weird saying, but we're about to wrap this puppy up, but I want to let you guys know about Fitzage Fitness. My good friend, Devin Prasad, I've been working out with him for three years. I started working out with him right before COVID, and then we would work out at the park. FitzageFitness.net. He's got different memberships. You can hit him up. He's also a sage. And you don't just have to meet him at a gym. You can meet him wherever. He's mobile and he will be able to get you into shape. RyanHoppyRadio.com. We're going to come back and bash the worst mother of all time. Happy hour. Happy hour. RyanHoppyRadio.com. Listen to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. No! Happy Hot Topic! No way of getting in the pool. Unless he put her in the pool to cover up what he did. Casey Anthony opening up like never before. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. Over a decade after what was called the trial of the century. Oh, yes, I will definitely give her credit for being. Oh, man, I forgot about Nancy Grace. Being one of the best lawyers I've ever seen. I just need someone to be willing to listen. She's speaking out in a new docuseries, Casey Anthony, where the truth lies. What truth? Uh, oh, as a mother gosh. of two. Yeah, no, she's guilty. Sorry. End of story. Yes. I also have to say, uh, weird, when this trial was going on, I think right as it finished, um, which I think her parents played a role, but that's its own thing. Yes. I was at a lovely hibachi restaurant on St. Pete Beach, and I was there with my sister. Sitting at the hibachi table across from us were none other than her parents. Oh. While the trial is going on, they are just out for hibachi enjoying themselves. Awkward. When they were out... Was there a vibe that they wanted to be noticed? Like, they're like, hey, we're Casey Anthony's parents. So it wasn't a busy night. It was them and another couple sitting at the hibachi table alone. Um, no one else. And then it was like my sister and I across at another one. It was not a busy night. I don't think they wanted to be noticed. But I very distinctly remember Googling their faces to make sure I was correct. And it was them. And it was. And I just found it so odd that their daughter is on trial and they are out to have hibachi, but yeah. that's its own thing. Um, do I believe anything this woman says? No, she's she's guilty and it's obvious. She literally is a textbook sociopath. Like whenever they print out the next dictionary and they add a few words next to the word sociopath, it should just have her face. 
You're gonna ask that question. What happened to Kaylee? In 2008, Casey's two-year-old daughter Kaylee was reported missing. Her body was later discovered near her family's Florida home. Casey was charged with Kaylee's death. Her defense team claimed Kaylee had accidentally drowned and Casey's father, George Anthony, disposed of her body. Have you heard the, and I, I don't wanna play it, but have you heard the 911 call of when she called like 30 days later? She said, my kid's been missing for like 30 days. And they're like, man, why? And this was and the 911 call. They literally said, because like whenever you hear a call, they usually don't give their like thoughts, but they literally said, and you can hear this biased tone in the call. They go, and why didn't you call 30 days ago? Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, yeah. This is- <laughs> I'm just mad because I feel like even though she was found innocent- she lost because she didn't have an outlet. And now shame on Peacock. Yeah, you're like the fourth place service. Do you have Peacock? No. Yeah. Only people that like want to watch Cheers every day have Peacock. So uh, shame yeah. on them. They're looking for any way to get publicity. Well, I also heard that she had Googled things like how to kill how to kill somebody and, and like all these things like duct tape had showed up and like she's her Google searches matched the case. And you know what annoys me is just, you know, the trial and the whole system you have to really prove it. The evidence is there, but it's based on how well your your lawyer does in speaking for you yeah. and God, it's just frustrating. Like, hello. So, so sad for her little girl. Are you into murder podcasts? Uh, what? Like murder podcasts, murder oh, documentary. murder podcasts. I used to be, and now that I have children, I'm so freaked out by them that I cannot go down that road because I just think everybody is a psycho and I can't even go to like I Publix. love when people will go, oh my God, I'm having the hardest time sleeping lately. And you go... What do you watch before you go to bed? Oh, I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. Yeah, how do you do that? Like, you literally have to not have as much feelings as the next person if you literally are watching that before you go to bed. Like, that's, like, that's your last thought before you sleep. I think I'm way too sensitive of a person. It gets in my head. If I watched that at night, I would be up all night. I can't even go pee by myself. Like, I freak out. And then I just start thinking everybody has that brain and is that person and then i just can't function so i can't i don't even want to give her any more attention i just had to play that i had to get your opinion so is this recent what's yeah, this, happening they just gave her a documentary on peacock they're like hey we're out of content no one's really subscribing to us let's just pull you and give you some money for the murder of your child basically yeah, that ridiculous. is so sad that makes me really sad how long is this show an hour and one minute we've done it we Hi. did it our first show we need to edit a bunch out though so should we keep going hi probably not happy hour happy hour happy hour is now over happy hour is now over happy hour is now and like that he's gone